So last year, this Sunday went for an hour and 40 minutes, and I've spent an entire year saying I'm not going to go long on Flower Communion Sunday. <laughs> we are going to go long on Flower Communion Sunday. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes this is an improvisational uh, job that we do. So I said at the beginning of the service that there are several occasions that we are marking today. On Flower Communion, we recognize our volunteers. Flower Communion is based on a uniquely Unitarian Universalist celebration. It is also Pride Month. Star City Pride is going on this weekend. We've had folks out there. And it is in the Christian tradition. This Sunday is Pentecost. So, we're going to touch on all of those, but we're going to start with the last. The story of Pentecost goes like this. Soon after Jesus died, the disciples were gathered from all over the world, and they were all in a single room speaking, and they could not understand each other. And suddenly, Scripture says, there was a loud noise, and all of a sudden, tongues of fire were dancing above the disciples' heads. And each of them could understand each other, even though they were speaking different languages. Pentecost, in that tradition, is the birthday of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. There is God the Father up there, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit that is the tongues of fire allowing people to understand each other. I have a colleague who calls Unitarians monotheists of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> because we get our name, Unitarians historically, get our name for rejecting the Trinity. And Channing, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but Channing had a lot to say about the divinity of Jesus. And for myself, it is hard to wrap my head around God the Father. There's, an, there's another um, colleague, he's no longer with us, but the Reverend Forrest Church used to, used to do this game at parties. Um, ministers are great at parties, always invite us. Um, <laughs> but it's impossible to be at a party without being a minister sometimes, because as soon as somebody asks you, what do you do? They go, aha, you're a minister. Um, I don't believe in God. Forrest Church would say, oh, well, tell me about the God you don't believe in. <laughs> because chances are I don't believe in him either. <laughs> to me, that's, that's this notion of, the very orthodox notion of God the Father. That is the God that I don't believe in either. But, but, the spirit that moves in us and between us, connecting us to each other and the divine the tongues of flame dancing metaphorically above our heads so that we might understand each other. Unitarians are monotheists of the Holy Spirit. And so we wear red on Pentecost. But it's not just Pentecost, it's also pride, which is amazing when these two particular traditions come together. Members and youth have spent their weekend showing up at Star City Pride downtown 
It is a riot of color and sound and joy. Pride is a recognition of all the different ways of being human and the beauty that is present in each person. It is specifically about the beauty and the joy and the dignity of being LGBTQIA, however we identify ourselves. There is pride, beauty, and dignity. That we as Unitarian Universalists recognize throughout the whole year, but this month, this weekend, is a time to fully embrace that. I thought about wearing my rainbow stole over my red stole, <laughs> but it's, it's really pretty warm up there, so, <laughs> so we didn't. But pride declares that we're all human because it, in the language that I would use, we're, we all have inherent worth and dignity. We are all beloved children of God. And because those are pretty stuffy definitions, everyone is beautiful and deserves a party. <laughs> and then the last thing that we're marking is flower communion. And like I said at the start, that is a uniquely Unitarian Universalist tradition. It started in the 1920s in Prague, where Norm Norbert Chapik and his congregation wanted some ritual that would unite the congregation, that would be a way of connecting and making tangible this thing that we talk about for all the, the rest of the year. So the ritual is this, everybody comes and brings flowers and puts them in a common vase. Some flowers from the garden, some flowers from the store, some flowers from a nursery, some gar flowers from CVS. We come, we gather flowers together, and then at the end of the service, we come up and take flowers. And so you leave with a different flower than you came with. So in congregations, we come and we give to the congregation and we go forth with something that we did not bring. We are changed by who we are today. So if you brought a lily, you might leave with a rose. If you bought, brought a rose, you might leave with a crocus. So in a moment, we're going to do that. But we're going to do one thing differently this year. You'll come up, you'll form a line, take a flower, and instead of keeping that flower, give it to the person behind you. That might be somebody you've known for 20 years and you know that they love yellow lilies. It may be somebody you have never met, but hand them a flower because that is what we are about, supporting each other in this place. The other piece of flower communion is that we consecrate the flowers. We make sacred, consacra. And we do that with words that Norbert Chapik wrote almost 100 years ago now. And we say them once a year at this time. Infinite spirit of life, we ask thy blessing on these, thy messengers of fellowship and human love. 
May they remind us amid diversities of knowledge and of gifts to be one in desire and affection. May they remind us also of the value of comradeship, of doing and sharing alike. May we cherish friendship as one of thy most precious gifts. May we not let awareness of another's talents discourage us or sully our relationship, but may we realize that whatever we can do, great or small, the efforts of all of us are needed to do thy work in the world. Amen.